Hey girl, welcome to the Red Receipts Podcast. Where we read, annotate, and discuss your favorite books. Are you recording? Because we're bringing the receipts. Hello, welcome back to the Red Receipts. My name is Katie and I'm here with my co-host, Devin and Jacqueline. Hi, guys. Hi. So, uh, Miss Colleen did us dirty and released a collector's edition of Verity, which has a bonus chapter at the end of the book and takes place six months after the original ending. And so, we had a duty. A duty to discuss said bonus chapter. And that's what we're going to do today. This means that our October read of Shatter Me is going to be pushed back just a little bit. Don't you worry. Uh, but we now plan to release that in November. And I very much look forward to discussing that one. I believe, Jacqueline, you have that one now, right? I sure do. I will be putting some green tabs and green notes all over it. Not to mention, I totally saw... Can I ask what happened? There's like a little um, Hello Kitty um, band-aid on the cover. Listen, okay, it... It's gotten it, it's it's been around the world and back, okay? Like I took it to Baltimore to give to you. I never gave it to you in Baltimore and I was in the airport and I was like getting stuff out of my toe and I see it and I'm like motherfucker and I literally like pulled it out and I pulled it out so fast because I was like so angry at myself. I was looking for something I don't remember what I was looking for and it just goes and I was like ah! I did not I fucking ripped the cover. So there's a cute little Hello Kitty band-aid on it now. You know, just to mend mend the pages a little bit. The trauma. The trauma. That book. Mend the trauma. It has been it has been through some trauma. Can't wait till we go through that one. I'm very excited to talk about it. But ultimately today, let's get down to this bonus chapter. I know at the end of our discussion of Verity, we definitely spiraled into a vortex of theories. So going into this bonus chapter, what were you guys expecting? Did you think that we were going to get a resolution to Verity? Like, what were your thoughts before reading? Well, I thought if she's doing like a collector's edition... For a second there, I was full of hope, like, and thinking, like, oh, my gosh, like, she's clearly not doing, like, a sequel or anything. So, like, maybe she'll finally put some of these rumors to rest. I I should have known a little bit better in terms of, like, she was not going to give us that. She was not going to put a little bow on it. But I think she definitely added. I'm, I'm not I'm not mad. But, you know, obviously, I would have liked to, to have, like, a straight answer. But... No, Coho said no. I when I found out that there was a bonus chapter, it was already out. So my friend was telling me about it, like because their friend read it and like gave feedback already. So I didn't really have time to think like an expectation because she basically said like no, we don't get a resolution, and like it gave nothing. But I was pleasantly surprised by what I did read because I was expecting absolutely nothing like no resolution no nothing like just filler um so then I was happy with what we actually did get but my expectations were so low well immediate curse on this friend that said that rude excuse me like not my friend friend of a friend so I was like honestly don't even know don't know her (laughs) I'm glad we don't know her because we would have words like you know who you are I don't I forget your name but you know (laughs) 
<laughs> you know who you are. Well, yeah, I think I was in the same boat, though, as Jacqueline. Like, I, I was definitely leaning on the side of hope in hoping that we got some sort of resolution. But I should have known better because, like, why, why, why would you? There's no reason to, so why would you? Let's just add, just add and thicken the plot and just add to our theories is all Colleen did. She just stirred the pot more. That's all yes. she did. Sprinkled in some spice and then was like, that's all you get. But I was kind of here for it because it sort of Same. like added to the theories that we talked about, which I loved, which made me think, you know what? We might just be We're, right. yeah. We're geniuses. <laughs> we know. Call the FBI. Give us our badges. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the suits, the jackets. Let's suit up. Let's suit up. I'm pretty <laughs> sure she came out with us after she listened to our episode and was like, we need we need to get everyone else on their page. We need to make sure they're on that level. So I'm going to – some of you aren't getting it. They're getting it. Some of you aren't getting it. So I'm going to help you. That's what happened. Rush the prince. <laughs> <laughs> Get it out. Get it out. She wrote it in, in a fortnight and sent it to press the next morning. <laughs> oh, but you know what is like a funny story that before we really dig into this, we need to note is the reaction to the back cover. All of us had separate experiences picking up this book. I went into Target with he was getting my groceries and like I did that thing where you pick it off the shelf and you just like you set it down, right? You just like set it down and then I get to like check out and I pick it back up and I've got to, you know, you got to turn it around. You got to figure out, you know, I'm self-checking out. And I literally jumped because Colleen Hoover's face was just in my face. Like, it wasn't like your, like, typical author photo. It was, like, blown up. Like, I was like, should she be mad at someone for this? This is, this is a lot. I had to take it off to hold it. Like, I'm holding it naked right now because I can't. I can't be scared like that. Um, I feel like I've grown to love it. Just me and Colleen. On your bookshelf, it needs to be the one that's like facing out, you know, and then proudly Uh displayed of just Colleen's face. I did love that there was sort of like an innuendo about it in the bonus chapter. A little nod. Yeah. I kind of liked it. I think Colleen's got jokes. Like, I think I think she's got jokes, and I think we're here for it. Have you ever seen her reviews on her book? She reviews her own books on, like, Goodreads. (gasps) No. She does. Hilarious. She gives them like one star. She's like, I don't know who this author thinks she is, but this book sucks. Um, <laughs> like, I don't know. It's not a direct quote, but like she like bashes her own books. Like she's hilarious. Immediately going to look right she's now. She's so funny. I'll send them to you guys and then we can post on our stories. Amazing. Okay. Okay. So let's get into it. I guess let's just go through this epic epilogue and then discuss thoughts along the way of like how the story unfolded i think so i think so we are really diving deep into one chapter but there was a lot to unpack there was a lot to unpack. a lot to unpack okay where do we start where do we start so let's start with lo her state of mind where she's at oh lo she's had said bebe Bebe's name is Nova, and she is, I think, like spiraling more and more and more into a deep, 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 dark hole. I don't think she's well. Her like self comparison to Verity is so scary. Yeah, I think because Colleen listened to our episode and we were kind of joking at it, we were kind of making fun of Lo for being like a little crazy, a little quick, right? And Colleen was like, no, you guys don't get it. She is unwell. Like, I think there's a lot of talk about 
Barity and Jeremy. And then like, there's like, we kind of just kind of brush all of Lowe's issues. Well, this chapter was like, did you forget? Because like, let's remind you how absolutely nutso. Like her situation is not great. But let's also not forget that she is also a crazy bitch. Was Lowe actually in love with Jeremy or in love with the idea of Jeremy and how Verity wrote Jeremy to be. Definitely. Like, she's literally describing, like, she's in this one chapter comparing her entire relationship and, like, kind of, like, tabulating it against Verity's relationship with Jeremy to a point where even I felt like in a moment she was like, should I be doing this? No, but I'm going to continue doing it. So I honestly wonder, like you, if it was really ever about Jeremy or her just kind of wanting to become Verity. And there was like a little bit of foreshadowing in the beginning of the book. What was her um, ex-boyfriend's name? Her editor. Or not editor. Her like publicist. Corey. Corey. Because Corey, she's mentioned that Corey fell in love with her because he thought she was the character in the book. And then when he realized... Was, she wasn't that character. They broke it off and were just like friends with benefits or whatever. But it goes back to Lo now falling in love with Jeremy, who is just this character in this manuscript. And like, I get, mm, I was about to be like, I guess he's a good guy. But like after reading this epilogue, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, no. Listen, he's nothing if he's not a family man, okay? He's a family man. He's doing it for the family. But I do agree with you, Devin. I think Lo fell in love with the character that Verity wrote of Jeremy, not specifically Jeremy in real life. And then he added to it with like the birthday cake and like the little moments they had. But I think she was mixing too much of the manuscript, Jeremy, and with him. And didn't have long enough with just him. To see if this is actually love or just her little fantasy. Okay, so speaking of that, though, I think that might be a little clearer. I think she's adding more to this idea that the manuscript is not real because Jeremy is not matching up to the manuscript. She's literally pointing out how while he was so after Verity, he couldn't get enough of her. And he's just like not coming after me in the same way. And it's like, well, maybe that's because the manuscript was that fictional that Jeremy, that Jeremy you read. And then obviously, if there was any truth in it, why wouldn't, why would, how fun for a character would be a psychopath Jeremy? Jeremy is like so level-headed in that. And yet here we're seeing the real Jeremy and there is just, Colleen is just literally being like, look at the difference. It is striking how different Jeremy manuscript and real life Jeremy are. So I think it's just more points toward that theory that that manuscript, there's no truth in it. And now looking back of like how Verity handled it, like if we're going to believe the letter of when Jeremy finds the manuscript and how aggressive he was being and how much he was freaking out, which is like understandably if he like believed that she killed these kids, but Verity was terrified and faked a coma because she was that scared of him. I'm like, it's adding up. Like, I think she already knew he had some serious anger issues. It makes her letter telling her story about how he put her in the car, drove the car into a tree, and left her there a lot more plausible. Oh, it's fact. Now, for me, like, when yeah. you're looking at the scale of what would Jeremy do, um, yeah, I think that fits. What I find interesting, though, that I feel like they didn't really hit on in the book that they're talking about in this bonus chapter is 
all of these precautions, like there was no hints that we're going to go lead like a very secretive life and be on the run. It felt like when Verity ended that they were just like, well, that chapter's closed. We got away with it. And this chapter is very much coming out from like a, oh my gosh, we have to hide. No one can know. I mean, I had some of those questions in my mind, like, oh my God, what are people going to say? I didn't think they were just going to drop everything and hide everything. I think that says a lot about the craziness that is the life they chose. Well, they clearly didn't even run far enough if you're running in to people that you know and then having to murder them. You're not running far enough. Like, why didn't you guys go to San Diego to another coast where absolutely no one knows you? You just went like, what, a state away where people have vacation homes? Yeah, it was like North Carolina is is what we chose. We didn't go like to the Midwest or like literally get a ranch somewhere in the middle of nowhere. They said we're on the run, but we want a beach house. Did you guys feel like their anxiety was warranted? Like the reaction that Jeremy had, obviously murder is never the answer, but like her anxiety when running into someone they knew, like I was still trying to like be like, why are we so anxious? Like no one has at least that we know of, decided that Verity's death was suspicious. So, like, why are they so in, like, why are they being so secretive? Like, I get it doesn't look good. The optics, not great. But, like, why are we, like, in hiding? I feel like if they just switched Nova's birthday and just said she was a bit younger than she actually is, they would be fine. Like, the big issue is Nova was conceived when Verity was still alive. So, I'm like, if you just made her younger and then you just say like grief brought you together like it would have been fine not fine obviously but believable and no one's gonna be like oh they murdered her but all you had to do is fake nova's age and no one's gonna check her birth certificate then there's crew out here saying three months ago you know just (laughs) at the prime timing true but i feel like they could have done that if they had stayed you know where in the either in the same house which would have been weird but or the same you know city i feel like that could have been possible but moving away and then being very weird to the first person that you see it just makes it all that more suspicious like moving immediately after like you had something to hide well this might play into one of our more crazy theories is that like jeremy was more involved with the kid's death and like i could see jeremy's like actions being warranted if he had a lot more to hide than when nova was conceived obviously they have more to hide than that um but like it seems from the outside that no one thought verity's death was suspicious but like if you were jeremy and you were leaving a body trail like maybe there is like you know what i mean maybe there is more to like jeremy's guilt or jeremy's you know like what he's been up to and because like i just felt like we we've been we spiraled like straight from like we ran into a stranger oh no he's given off like he's got more to be guilty for than just verity but you know who should be acting more shadier but who's just doesn't give a who just does not have a care in the world little crew fucking crew Public enemy He's just number going one. about his day, like everything's fine. Just dropping these psychotic little tidbits and then running away. Yes, crew was very suspicious throughout the book. We had a lot of suspicions about him. We had a lot of theories about him. 
And I think this bonus chapter really just solidified a lot of the things that we were thinking of. First and foremost, Lo is very suspicious of him, not trusting him. That is a huge red flag. Why are you not trusting, how old is crew? Like a five-year-old. That's weird. If your gut is saying to not trust a five-year-old, that's very suspicious to me. Then there's like this other moment where before we find out the baby is outside and Jeremy has just murdered Patricia. RIP. Jeremy is like staring at the TV and then Lo goes into the living room and crew is staring at the TV. And she has this like moment of realization of how they are basically one in the same and they are like mimicking each other unknowingly. This was like a huge, I think, realization that maybe crew and Jeremy are one in the same and they have a lot of things that they have done in the past that maybe they are not coping with. And it just makes me think that, you know, kids learn from what they see. You know, they, mm-hmm. they, they learn by the things that their parents do, the things that their parents, that they see their parents do, they're going to mimic and learn the same. And if Jeremy is being a murderous rampage, then maybe crew is too. And maybe crew just had something to do with the sister's deaths, like we thought. I mean, they're the only surviving members of the family. So talk about history repeating itself. Potentially, you have now you have a new mom and a new baby, two girls coming in to relationship with Jeremy and crew. And like, will they survive it? Because Jeremy has already put her and Nova in danger. And one could say that he was starting shit with Patricia. Like, you're telling me that, like, I know kids say the darndest things, but I'm starting to think crew says what he wants to say when he wants to say it. And I think he was trying to get low in some trouble. He absolutely was. I I don't – she was like, oh, how enduring. If it was any other moment, I'd be so excited that Crew was saying that. Oh, fuck no. Crew knows exactly what he's saying, and he is here to stir the fucking pot. That kid is more than – he is He is five going on 35. Like, he knows exactly what he's doing. And when Lo was like, oh, what do you want to name the baby? Like, what should your new sister name be? And he was just like, well, it doesn't matter. She's just going to die anyway. I was like, uh, because are you going to kill her? Are you? Like, how do you know? How do you know? Are you confessing? Like when I read it, I did have like the thing of like, oh, he's just lost all of his sisters. Like this is what he expects. But as I like kept reading the chapter, I was like, oh no, crew is shady as fuck. And he's going to kill this baby. (laughs) And then Jeremy's going to have to kill her to cover up for crew. And it is... Honestly, I just want to say thank you, Colleen, for confirming literally all of our theories. It turns out all of our theories are accurate. Everything is true. We are right. Jeremy is up to no good, but so is crew. They are the they are the problems. And now I hate to say it, but Lo is also the problem. Lo is a huge problem. She cannot stop comparing herself to Verity. We talked about that. Now she is, you know, wrapped up in two possibly three going on more murders. She's too complacent. And then that shower scene, like she's just like, you know what? Fuck it. If if you can't beat them, join them. So let me suck your dick in this shower right now and tell you how much that I'm I'm on your team. I'm here for you. The fact that she was terrified for her life before she went into the shower, like she was like, oh, like Jeremy might be scary. Like he, what if he turns on me? And then her solution to that 
I mean, girl must think she gives amazing blowjobs because if she's like, oh, I know how to make him not kill me. I'll just give him a BJ. It'll fix everything. And the fact that it did, the confidence. The confidence. I know how to actually get out of being murdered. Give a blowjob. If you are in the line of danger, say, hey, you want to hop in the shower and let me give you a blowjob? Can't kill me now. These are the rules. <laughs> Live forever. One BJ is one life forever. You cannot kill me. <laughs> Oh my god. Okay, but one very, very serious question. Um, did they move the headboard with them or did they leave it? Mm. Oh my god. I bet you Lilo wanted that headboard. You know, it's a piece of verity that she would want to hang on to. Just it's another like um metric of of comparison for Lo. Mm-hmm. You know, am I biting into this headboard as thick? Am I you know, it, it, I think she would have taken it with her. Definitely. A memento. A memento. Good times. Verity had one bite mark in it. So Lo is going to be like, I'll eat the whole thing. I'm chomping it down. It's gone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. She added an entirely new design to that. Like she would <laughs> chuck a whole new concept to that headboard. Did it have a post before? Well, it does. It has two now. That literally goes in my book of things that happen in books that you're like, wait, what? <laughs> like, there was a lot of weight one in this book, and I'm just never going to get over the headboard. Never going to let it go. Okay, but, like, let's – this is one chapter, not a lot of characters, but let's give Patricia her due. Because I hope that if ever, if ever, I die under n- maybe totally believable circumstances, and Aaron shows up on a beach somewhere with – I don't know, the person you guys are now doing the podcast with because apparently she's taken over my life, right? Like, you see them together. Like, I expect exactly what Patricia did from either of you. I expect full, full blow. Like, like I honestly was like, oh my gosh, calm down, Patricia. But then I thought about it and I was like, no, that girl's got Verity's back. And But I was immediately like, run, girl. You're alone and Jeremy's coming back. Fuck team letter team manuscript i'm team patricia all the way and her one line like oh you failed to mention like the baby at rarity's funeral classic patricia's been coming for them since that target trip and patricia knew there was another friend at the target with patricia yeah i want the next book to be about her and she's tracking down her two friends murders because this girl just lost two friends. I want from her point of view. Maybe she starts a podcast. Sorry, starting to put out yes. feelers of like, I have my suspicions. Mm-hmm. She starts getting some listeners. Then there's like, you know, team Verity, team Patricia. Where are they now? What happened to them? And there's, you know, a global campaign. And then Jeremy goes down for his crimes due to said podcast of the woman in Target. Honestly, it plays out so well. I could totally see it. I could totally see it. Plus, like, um, what happened to Patricia's dog? Did I black that out? I was very worried about Patricia's dog. In the news, okay, I was so scared. I was like, okay, did Jeremy murder the dog too? That's my first initial thought. I was like, where is the dog? She was walking a dog. Did he drown the dog too? Like, I swear to God, if Jeremy drowned the dog, I I will not be able to sleep at night. But then in the news report, it did say that the dog was, like, wandering around. So he just fucking left the dog, which... One, I'm glad he didn't murder a dog because that's horrendous. Like, yes, obviously murdering a a human is horrendous, but like, you know, a dog. You know, okay. You know, you You all know. We all get it, okay? We all get it. Okay, but did Lo know the dog survived? Because if she gave that BJ and she didn't know if that dog was dead or alive, 
she didn't know. Which is further point of low. You were low for low. She does. She does love getting low now. So <laughs> get low. Okay. Let's wrap this insane chapter up. I don't think it's done anything for anyone's mental health. If anything, we're just, we're feeling very verified in all of our theories. It was unhinged, but I feel this didn't do anything for the story, but it did a lot for, I think, I feel I feel good about everything I thought that, that occurred in the, the book. Feel good about it. I think it, it solidified our theories that crew is very suspicious that maybe jeremy did a lot of covering up for him or maybe they're both covering up something there there's a lot of suspicions for crew that i just i think maybe he had a lot to do with his sister's stuff now even more so and i'm also sort of thinking that like maybe a lot more of what in the letter is true maybe some of the manuscript was true maybe you know i don't think verity was completely sane and right of mind, but I'm more so leaning towards the letter now. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Hundo on the letter. If anything, I think this chapter just went for anyone that was still team manuscript. I think it might have obliterated that because we just got to see a little bit more into the like a peak of what their day to day is. Because like, let's be real, they didn't really get together until like it was over and Verity's gone. And this little peek into the the now shows you exactly what Jeremy, who Jeremy is, if you were questioning who he was before. And I just don't think this Jeremy and this crew even lines up with the manuscript. Agreed. I don't think, I don't know if Jeremy knew. Like my like final, like where I think I landed is crew took the EpiPen. He tipped the boat. I don't think Verity or Jeremy knew he's like the killer behind all of this. I think he takes after Jeremy. Jeremy grew up and like learned to conceal this anger that he's had. But then the manuscript like brought it out of him. But crew just never had that like ability to compress it all and took it out on everyone. And now Jeremy's on the loose, crew's on the loose, Lo is like stuck because what's she gonna do if she like gets out of the relationship, she's dead. That was just like gonna be a vicious cycle. That is exactly my thoughts. Exactly. Yeah, you're hundred percent right. I'm so glad that all we did was just read this chapter and say, oh, we're so good, oh, we're so right. Thank you, Coho, for conforming, because, like, that's basically what this episode is. Like, did you listen to the varied episode? Good, because we're here to tell you we were right. <laughs> we were right. At the end of the day, we were right. No new theories. No new anything. Just letting you know again. Literal confirmation. <laughs> I think we should just end it right there. Awesome. Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> we'll see you guys next time. Bye. 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 Thank you so much for listening. If you have a moment, please rate, review, and subscribe to The Red Receipts. To win one of our annotated books, head over to our Instagram. And for behind-the-scenes content, make sure to follow us on TikTok at The Red Receipts Podcast. We'll see you soon for our next episode.